What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is Hello the and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. Truth. This is episode 40 of season four, and we glad we are glad that you joined us for uh, whatever episodes that you decided to join us for. We're thankful, um, thankful that you help us and uh, reach more people for Jesus by sharing, liking, subscribing, all those things. Uh, we don't do this for us, although we do get a massive amount of uh, enjoyment, fulfillment, fulfillment mm-hmm. out of doing this. Uh, we want others to know about Jesus, and you're a big part of that. So we just want to say thank you. This is going to be our last episode. Don't tune out yet, goodness gracious. Maybe I should have said that at the end. It's like, <laughs> are you already gone? Clicking it, clicking off. It's going to be our last episode of Season 4. We're all going to take a little break for the summer and spend time with our families, and uh, we're all traveling and, and moving around and doing things, and so it's going to be hard for us all to get together. So this will be our last episode of Season 4, and Season 5 will kick off uh end of summer maybe two or three weeks after september maybe yeah somewhere around september yeah so uh uncomfortable my wife and daughter have we we they've been planning a trip to washington dc for almost a year now washington 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 (laughs) dc there's an art when you live in texas that's a northern thing too. Is it wash, yeah. Washington? Washington yeah. is uh, you wash your clothes. You wash. You go. Uh, you know. You wash your clothes because you got a bunch of smoke on them out at the far. <laughs> the, the camp far. Camp far. What y'all do at the camp far? Camp far. It's a far. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> that is uncomfortable. <laughs> so they've had this trip planned for almost a year. It's a school trip. Uh, three days after school was out uh, was when they were going. They're supposed they're supposed to leave last night, and my wife and daughter both got a stomach bug and got sick mm. and could not go. It's been very uncomfortable around my household. Disappointing. Very yes, you got a. I got an eighth grade daughter. Who's, all her friends were going. It was very disappointing that she wasn't able to go. That's uncomfortable, um, and I, you know, I don't know how I would have reacted as an eighth grader, about to get to go spend like three solid days with my friends in a in a cool city. Learn she's interested in history too. Yeah. Um, I know my wife was disappointed, but she was probably more disappointed for my daughter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. I, I know how I would have been. I would have been devastated. Yeah. Yeah, I would have just been like, I would have, I would have just been like, man, this this is just terrible. It's it, a, in eighth grade, I would have thought, yeah, yeah. I would have thought like, maybe one of the worst things that happened to me all year. It could very possibly, <laughs> very possibly could be. She's handled it really, really well. She's talked to one or two of her friends while they're there and hasn't seemed to to break down yet. I don't good. know if good. There's a little bit of the saving graces. We're getting the money back. That's that's good. Yeah. And this trip was not cheap. So we discussed like, hey, with that money you can go on a three day trip to anywhere in the United States with your mom. Yeah. Whenever you want to go. So that I think that kind of helped, helped a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Um, Soften the blow. A little bit. I'm sure it bit. immediately was like, Mom, where are we going? Maybe take a friend. She might be able to take a friend with that. Um cool. now if they go to like 
New York or Chicago or something like that. Dad may have to go to be the protector. I don't know. I don't know. Like those big cities, man. I've been in New York several times and I just, uh, I wouldn't want to let my girls loose walking, walking the streets of New York, no, or Chicago or something no. like that. There's uh, just, there's just too many crazy people out there. Yeah. I mean, not that I would be that much of a, uh, I, I would, uh, they, they would kill me and they would get away. <laughs> I've heard that, uh, people, okay, this is weird that these facts come up in my head. People that get, a, uh, attacked or mugged or, or whatever, walk in the streets of big cities are, have a natural disposition to, uh, vulnerable. Yes. Really? Yes. It's like if you're walking with your head down, you're not making eye contact with anybody, and you look a little skittish. Like those are the natural types of people that predators prey on. Correct, because it looks like an easy target. Huh. Others, so the opposite what you're of that is make eye contact. Make eye contact. Be confident. Be confident. Shoulders back. Yeah. Chin up. You know. Um, chest out. Yeah. You know. Show them, show them your guns. That's it. Tank tops. We were tank tops. <laughs> this is leading out a whole different. Take path. your shirt off going down the street. <laughs> we were my wife and I were sitting at Outback the other night, and uh, she was she got dressed up. She was looking really pretty, which she always is, but she was looking especially pretty that night. And um, I was just enjoying the night with her, just focusing on her. And some guy walks by, and I I feel him go by. We're sitting by the at the bar, but at like a tabletop by the bar, enjoying our salad or steak or whatever. And she says, "This guy just eyed you down," and I'm like, "She said that he the guy that walked by stared me down." I didn't even I didn't have a clue. Right. I was just talking to her, and I was like, "What do you think that's about?" And she said, "He's been looking at me." <laughs> And I'm like, bro, you want to go? <laughs> like, I'm not an aggressive person. This is my woman. <laughs> this is a, she's like, no, don't say anything. I was like, well, I won't. But if I had seen that, I probably would have. I've, I've had, I got less, I have less tolerance than I, than I used to. Way less. <laughs> I probably would be like, dude, what's up, man? You got a problem? Like, yeah. what is, what's, I, why are you looking at me like that? I, what's the issue? I, I, I I, I tend to be that way a little bit too. When Especially it comes, when it comes to your, when your it wife. When comes to my wife. Yeah. You know, it, it, and it's, and if they're going to make the situation uncomfortable by being, by obviously staring. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to reciprocate it. Yeah. I'm, What's I'm gonna, going on, man? I'm going to reciprocate yeah. the, the awkwardness. That's right. I'm going to be yeah. like, until you realize that I realize that That's you're right. staring I'm just going to stare at you <laughs> and, and I'm going to wait for you to stop yeah. and I'm going to wait for you to realize that I recognize it. And then, well, yeah, there's I, something in like in a man. I think that is we, like, I'm mean, going to protect my wife. Yeah. Like I, I know what men are looking at and you know, those kind and, of things. And I think to your point, I think that the older that we've gotten, the more seasoned in our marriage we've gotten, the more we've come to appreciate our marriage. Yeah. The more, I mean, there's you no protect question. It. Your wife is more beautiful now to you than she's ever been. 100%. My wife, 100%. She yeah. is, 
she is the most beautiful than she's that she's ever been to absolutely me. yeah um and, and it just so happens i believe she's the most beautiful she's ever been in her entire life period yeah uh, but certainly to me and a and lot of that goes back to your relationship like we talked about on the last episode yeah it's like how close are we to the women in our life and that that does dictate how much love that we feel for them and how much we want to protect that love. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. it's not, it's not, uh-huh. it's not a bad thing. No fisticuffs, not, <laughs> not out of the question. I think we got off topic. There, we did. <laughs> what we're going to be talking about today is love. God's love and what that looks like in our life and how, uh, what God commands us to do as far as love. Obi, we open us up in prayer. Yeah. Father, we thank you for loving us unconditionally and, uh, you know, undeservedly. And, Lord, we just thank you for your grace, and, and we thank you for your mercy that you give to us every day. Lord, we thank you for uh, our children, our families, uh, for giving us an opportunity to live in a place where we can serve and worship you uh, freely. And, Lord, I just pray for our country. I pray that uh, we would lean toward you, Lord, that we would lean into you, that we would uh, turn from uh, a lot of our sinful ways, Lord, and I pray that this podcast uh, would aid in that, and that we thank you for this platform, and we thank you for giving us an opportunity to just discuss you, talk about you, tell people about you, and just potentially plant a seed in somebody's life for you, and to uh, so that they could come to know you, and and um, come to know you as their Lord and Savior. And Lord, I just pray you'll be with this podcast today. Help us to um, show your honor and your glory and and to do that in a way that would uh, make you proud. We love you and ask this in your name. Amen. So we're talking about being fierce for love, and and God is fierce in his love for us. Um, If we go to the Bible, Matthew 22, 34 through 40, the Pharisees were trying to trip up Jesus um, they had been trying to trip him up, I think, about the, the Sabbath and a few other things. And they asked him, what is the most important command that God gives us? And Jesus says, love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. We're going to focus on love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. That's the first thing. That's the most important commandment. So if, we, if you believe the Bible, um, if you're a Christian, we should believe the Bible in its entirety. The Bible is God revealing himself to us. And this is coming from our message uh, Sunday at church, uh, Brother Paul Paul Coleman. The Bible is God revealing himself to us. That's what it is. His commandment and the Bible communicates his amazing love for us. And if we go back, I know, I know we tend to think of the Bible in two different segments of the Old Testament and the New Testament. And a lot of times we think of the Bible as the Old Testament as like the dictatorship God. And then the New Testament where Jesus comes in is love. But in the Old Testament, the first commandment is love God. If it, it was that important to God to say that's number one, well, I think we need to look at why. Why does God want us to love him. The essential answer to that question is because he loves us so much, he wants it to be reciprocated. Love reciprocates love. Love always seeks love. Yes. And it's and also another cool thing is that if it's the first commandment, doesn't that reveal a lot about God's character? 
the first thing he's telling us to do is love. That's the most important thing. Yeah. To God. Love me. Love me. I will show you, like, he'll show us love. Continuously revealing himself in the Bible. And it's not just regular love. It's like, love me supremely. Like, number one, love me. Why? Because I love you. And the love that we know is the love that we're shown from him. Um, Jeremiah 31, 20 says, the one who does not love does not know God. That's that's a pretty powerful statement. That's uh, It's very revealing about his character. Um, Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9, basically sum, summed up is, uh, basically God is love from, from Genesis to Revelation. Like if we read the Bible, he loved his people. He loved his people. Um, if we go back to Adam and Eve, he loved his he loved his people there. Um, they were disciplined because they, well, were sinful. Um, you go back to uh, the uh, Israelites leaving Egypt. He loved his people. He didn't want them to be in bondage and slavery. He knew that wasn't healthy for uh, their relationship with God. Um, Hosea 6, 4 through 6 says, in paraphrasing, God was brokenhearted. He desperately desperately loves a people who would not love him back. This is when the Israelites are rebelling against him. Like, he, he was brokenhearted. He wants us to love him. Micah 7, through seven eighteen is another, another verse that you can look up. Uh, the most important command regulates my life. The most important command, God says, love, love me. It, it should regulate my life. And you know, pastors love alliterations. So we went through three Ps, passion, priority, and precedence. God proves his love. Romans 5, Romans 5, 8 says God proves his love. When we know love, we will reciprocate love. All right, I'll throw out this example here. When your spouse does something super amazing for you, unexpected, that only comes out of love, how does it make you feel? Makes you feel very special. Yeah. It makes you feel like um it, it makes you feel like they truly love you for real. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like a uh love based off of condition. It's mm. it's it's a love that's, you know, one hundred percent it's not prompted. That's uh, right. I don't need anything. I mean, I'm not expecting anything from you. Right. And then what do we want to do in return? We want to reciprocate it. We want, we want to search for ways where we can make sure that they understand that we have that same love for them. And awesome that that's like, that's how God made us to be. Yeah. Isn't that cool? It is, is really cool. Um, it, it's really cool. I think, I think it's the like epicenter of the Christian life. Um, you know, I think that it's just how much, how much can we love people? And how much can we love Jesus and God? How much can we love God? You know, it's like, um, and and the thing is, is the closer knit, the more you come to realize God's love for you, the more you want to then love his, love his, uh, his children yeah. and, lo- and love him. It changes love, true love changes us. And the more we can understand it, the more we'll change. Yeah. And we understand it more by understanding God's character 
by studying his word and being connected to him and having a relationship with him. The opposite of that, a warning is given to us in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 4. In the last days, difficult times will come, for men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, reviles, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious, gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of God, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. Does that say, what was the very first sentence? In the last days. In the last days. Difficult times will come. In in the last days. The first four words. And wow. Like everything in there, to me, it, it, it totally describes the world that we live in right now. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, it's like in the last days. So obviously we're in the last days. Uh, who knows what that means? Only God knows what that means. But we have to be in the last days because every single one, yep, every single one, without exception, of those things are being idolized and are taking the place of God because people feel that those things will ultimately lead to happiness, some type of fulfillment. And, mm. and and so because of that, people are choosing to make those things their gods. Yep. And we have counterfeit gods. I just read a book by Timothy Keller who just passed mm-hmm. away. He had, uh, you know, big church up in up in Manhattan. Uh, led led hundreds of thousands of people to Jesus. Yeah. Uh, amazing man. He wrote a book called Counterfeit Gods that just speaks to this right here speaks to how we idolize and the things that we put in God's place. And um, it, it, it just, ex- it, it talks about how, um, how careful we have to be, mm. you know, <laughs> to, to not fall into that, um, you know, and, and, and again, just like we talked about on the last podcast, a big, uh, one of the big ways for me to try and stay away from that is, is again, having discipline, mm-hmm. having discipline, having a daily regimented uh, action to God to go to, to, to build my relationship closer to him, to love him, to see his character like you're talking about. That's, I mean, it, it's crazy. If you don't, if you wonder if the Bible is true. Yeah. And you read that in the Bible. I don't know how you can, I don't know how you can dispute the truth that you're reading. I don't know how you can't read that and think about our world if you're connected in any degree, yeah, to anything in our world, and you can't see every single one of those playing out in today's culture in today's world, then. You're just blindfolded. We're blind, yeah. You're just blindfolded. Yeah, it's like all, we can be all these things. The last days it talks about, you know, arrogant, um, lovers of self, blah, blah, all those things, or we can love God. We can be lovers of God. Like, it's we love God wholeheartedly, or we don't. That's right. So what does it take? What does this 
idea of loving God and being the first commandment take from us? It takes everything. It requires all of me. And it says that in that first verse that I read, Matthew 22 um, and 34 through 40, somewhere in there. What is all of me? My, my heart, my mind, and my soul. Everything. It takes everything. And who knows if we're giving everything? Only you. Yeah, thank yeah, God. You, you know it. Um, you know, I, I know I know that I fall short. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I think we recognize that we all fall short. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we also recognize God's grace. Yeah. You know, I, I think we recognize the grace that he gives us and thank God. <laughs> well, man, <laughs> if, that you, grace. If, if we reckon, if we really reckon, if we really start to tap into who God is and how much he loves us, we're, we, we change the way that we look at ourselves from his perspective. Mm-hmm. And instead of like, you know, yes, it requires all of me. And all of me, requiring all of me doesn't mean that I'm going to be perfect. doesn't mean that I'm going to make all the decisions that God says to make in my life. It doesn't mean that I'm going to love him the way that I need to love him. But he loves me enough to not condemn me for that. So love, his love is a love built on grace, not built on a checkbox. He loved you so much that he knew you would never be able to defeat it on your own. Yeah. He knew, he knew that you would always fall short. Mm. And so he sent his son to pay the price for you Yeah, and me and you. And, uh, and that's where God, God sent his son to pay the price for the sins that we would never be able to pay the price for. Yeah. And, and now they're paid forever. Mm. Um, you know, through the grace of God. And, and so it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> just, just love him back, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> love reciprocate, him back. reciprocate. I appreciate y'all being here today. Um, again, this is our last episode for season four. Um, tune back in for season five, starting probably mid September. We're really thankful for you guys and gals for out sure. there. And, um, Help us reach more people for Jesus. Those buttons at the bottom, like, share, subscribe. Leave us a review or a rating on uh, Apple Podcast or, you know, any of those platforms. Tell somebody about Jesus today. Yeah, that's the most important thing. You know. With your actions or with your words, uh, show show his love. I think that's a good thing to go out on. Show, Know his love, show his love. Go kick the day in the yeah. face, and we'll catch you on the next one.
All right.